I have a pleasure and a privilege to say top of the morning to Dr. Bianca Perry. Happy Monday, Doctor. Thank you for waking up so early and for joining us. Happy Women's Month. Morning, Mandela. Uh, thanks for getting me out of bed so early this morning. I, I um, and thanks for having me on the show. I and hope. happy Women's Month to you and all the SAFM listeners. Thank you. I hope you dance better than I can because, hey, I do such a shabby job there. Say again? I, I was saying that I hope you can move better on the dance floor because some of us say, hey, Icon, it's not happening. We do such a shabby job. <laughs> Dr. Perry, so you're a woman and suddenly you've become the breadwinner in your home or you've been a breadwinner, but uh, the impact of COVID-19 is weighing on you with uh, the scarcity and loss of of loss of and no means to get an income through this uh, uh, difficult time and of course uh, the side sh- uh, hustle as it were is not helping a lot of people feeling overwhelmed but uh, you know society as well putting pressure on women to overcome traditional notions of gender by becoming primary breadwinners in their homes and providing primary financial support to their families this is a lot to take in isn't it doc Absolutely, absolutely. How do we navigate the space? How how is the position of a breadwinner right now? I think I think the position of any breadwinner, whether they're male or female, right now is is, is challenging, and it's it's been further challenged by COVID nineteen, the lockdown, which was obviously necessary, but it has had an economic impact um, on on all of our lives. And I think for for primary breadwinners, it's very, very challenging to try and to support your entire family um, during these very, very difficult days. Um, and I think that goes for men and women. There's just a few more challenges that female breadwinners face um, with regards to providing for their families, um, especially during this lockdown, um, than men do. And I hope we can get a little bit more into into those as, as we as we chat this morning. Absolutely, please, Doctor, because uh, obviously this uh, not only is it changing a lot of things, it's almost like uh, it's changing the way we appreciate roles in families. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people have had to be, um, I don't want to say confined to, with their families, but we've been, you know, living in extraordinary circumstances where we've been interacting uh, with our families a lot more. Um, we've had a lot more family responsibilities, especially if you are a parent. Um, you're now responsible for you know, the 24-7 care of your child uh, without having uh, you know, that uh, uh, ability to send your, your child to school. Um, you're responsible for their tuition. Um, and then along with all the normal everyday responsibilities that we have to provide for our families, um, not just economically, but also with the unpaid labor of uh, taking care of the home, um, and taking care of any of young children or the elderly, or especially nowadays people who are ill as well. Please talk to us now. We're transitioning in in the next twenty four hours or so. We're going to level two. Uh, if if you could talk to us about the realities of uh, women, particularly as breadwinners, from level five to now, also as we transition to level two. Mm. Look, I think. Level two is going to bring a lot of economic relief for, for many industries and so for the jobs for many people, um, especially with certain sectors opening up again, um, like the, uh, you know, the restaurant industries, uh, the, the entertainment industries. Um, so I think that's going to be beneficial. 
Um, you will find a lot of women are employed in uh, the poorer paid sectors, which are these sectors, um, especially uh, the retail sector, which has been open for a while, but hopefully with uh, new economic um, activities, people will be more uh, likely to go out and to, to, to uh, spend and, and take advantage of, of the retail sector. Um, with regards to lockdown level two, I also think that if uh, and when the schools open, that will also provide a lot of relief for, for female breadwinners, um, specifically with them having to just alleviate that responsibility that they have right now for full-time childcare and for uh, tuition for their for their children and, and, and teaching um, their children, which is a huge responsibility, I think, for any parent and breadwinner to take on. It, it, it looks like, uh, in terms of being a breadwinner, um, particularly if a, a woman is a breadwinner, but there are males in that picture, they seem to have taken the back seat. Would you agree? Unfortunately, I, 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 I have to agree, and with the stats as well, um, I agree. Uh, there's been a recent study now just done uh, during the lockdown level, especially when it was lockdown level five, um, and they found that uh, 80% of women said that they now spend four hours more, so that's on top of what they did before, four hours more on taking care of their family, on taking care of the home, um, compared to men who said there was only a 64% increase, only a 64% said there was an increase in the activities they did in the home. So unfortunately, although, you know, you may not be working at the moment, it does seem that uh, men have taken a bit of a backseat when it's come to unpaid labor in the home, you know, domestic chores, cleaning, cooking, and then also childcare as well. Yeah, that's a bit odd because I would think uh, if uh, I can't move anywhere, there must be a lot that I can do at home. I can find new hobbies among those as teaching children and doing some homework, among other things, to free up time for mom to get some rest. You would think so, but um, this isn't new to me. When I did my uh, female breadwinners research, uh, those who did have uh, male partners, uh, because on the whole, female breadwinners are generally single, but those who did have uh, male partners, there was a, a real reticence to, in any way, you know, sort of re-looking at the traditional gender roles. And when I say the traditional gender roles, I mean the traditional gender role that men financially provide for the family and women provide for the family in terms of taking care of the children and taking care of the home. So even though before this, you know, this pandemic and before uh, lockdown, there was an idea of women going out and working, and that's the reality is that you need two incomes to support families nowadays there still was this reticence, even though we've accepted women working, to then look at sharing the burden of childcare, sharing the burden of unpaid labour in the home with male counterparts. Sure. I'm, I'm just wondering why that would be the case, because, I mean, really and truly, you're at a home, you share this in the common spaces. Why not just uh, do things together? Or is it the fear of the power dynamics shifting? You know, it, it, it definitely is a fear of the power dynamics uh, shifting. You've hit the nail on the head there. But I don't even think it's, it's necessarily a very conscious fear. I think it's something that's almost just become accepted as our traditional gender roles are almost seen as biological. They're seen as innate within us. Um, that that is women are caregivers, that's their personalities, that's what they like to do. Men like to go out and earn an age, uh, earn a wage and, and, and work. Um, and I think we kind of take it for granted that this is just the way it is and, and this is something that is within us and, and can't be changed. And I think 
it's enforced by many other, uh, you know, systems, patriarchal systems, capitalist systems. Um, and so we think it's not a societal thing to create a gender construct of what role you fulfill in the home. We, we really think it's an innate biological role. Your reconstruction leader, Chair. 21 minutes to 5, Dr. Bianca Perry, uh, chatting to us about the role of women as breadwinners during these uh, difficult times. Hopefully they're going to get better as uh, we make our way to level 2. We'll chat more in a moment with uh, the doctor. Late Night Conversations. You are from a rural area, Bulobedu, and um, yes. you obviously have challenges of being in a rural area like uh, running water, electricity and the likes, services being far from you. How did you manage to deal with these challenges while raising a child with special needs? Yeah, it was difficult because I remember in 2014, some lady came to my mother's house asking me where are my zombies, asking about my twins. So that thing really hurt me because I had to move out of my mother's house and then now I am renting because people are calling my kids names. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. It's 22.05 on SFM. Thank you for staying with us. Dr. Perry, our guest on the line, the role of uh, ladies as uh, breadwinners. Doctor, you, you wrote uh, a paper with... Uh, 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 Professor Pulenga Sechalo, um, that, that, that paper, uh, Eating Burnt Toast, The Lived Experiences of Female Breadwinners in South Africa. Uh, what was in there? What was the idea behind it? Um, actually, that was for my uh, master's research. Um, Professor Pulenga Sechalo is my supervisor. Um, she's been supervising me throughout all my academic career. Um, both my master's and through my doctorate and now as a postdoctorate as well. And the idea really just came to me. Um, I come from a family of, of very strong women um, who have inspired me, and I've seen many other strong women in my life who have taken on many, many roles. Um, they have what is called a, a double burden of experience where they are um, taking care of the family both financially and um, with, with regards to the home as well. So I really felt inspired to, to speak to these women. Um, and the idea of eating burnt toast came from the idea of how so many of these women, on the whole, they felt very empowered um, and they felt a lot of uh, accomplishments and a sense of pride in being able to provide financially for their families. But something has to give. And in that respect, a lot of them had to give up on them, their own, themselves, their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations in order to juggle this double shift, this burden of taking care of the family financially and then also coming home and taking care of them, um, the needs of the family and the unpaid labor in the home, the cleaning, the cooking and the domestic chores. So that's really where the idea of them eating burnt toast came from, this idea of you feel empowered, but at the same time you're trying to juggle all these responsibilities that you have as a female breadwinner. Richard, a, t- a tough one indeed. And ob- ob- obviously, the findings though, Doc, what, what, what does the, the, the thesis recommend that uh, we should do uh, as, as we chat the way forward? Because obviously it's important that, uh, you know, uh, the quality of life of women, particularly breadwinners, is the quality of life that uh, they wish for. Absolutely. Um, the findings on the whole, um, as I said, the, the positives were feelings of empowerment for these women, um, feelings of accomplishment, 
um, pride of being able to take care of their families. A lot of these women were able to um, send their children to, to school all the way through to tertiary institutions. Um, they were able to buy homes for their families to secure their safety. Um, but then, conversely, the negatives, as we've said, uh, were having to have some form of self-sacrifice. So whether that was giving up on their own dreams of education or not being able to get a driver's license and buy a car because you've bought a home, um, these are some of the negative consequences. The most dire negative consequence and the most concerning one, specifically during Women's Month, but it should be every day of the year, was the high level of experiences of gender-based violence that female breadwinners um, experience because just, as you said, that um, shift in the power dynamic, the shift in the role responsibility um, often comes with feelings of insecurity uh, from the side of male partners. And this led a lot of these women, eight of the ten women were actually single. Um, they said, and I quote, the one woman said, you know, it's better to be single if you're a female breadwinner because otherwise your husband might um, be engaged in some funny stuff like uh, alcohol, extramarital affairs. So a lot of these women were single, and I, I think the best way that we can improve their living conditions um, is support. Um, we need to understand that uh, female breadwinners can't do this all on their own. I think as women as well, we have a tendency to not want to complain and, and just get on with it. Um, but we do need support. We need to communicate with our, our partners and our families and explain to them as a female breadwinner the challenges, pressures that we feel we face. Um, and also pre to create networks, networks and understandings of what it's like to be a female breadwinner. And um, it's not an easy role, but it's a role that many, many women in South Africa face. Um, we're looking at a situation where I think it's nearly 43% of households in South Africa are female-headed households. I'm, I'm just wondering the, the roles of uh, uncles, brothers, and so forth, because uh, even though ladies might be the only breadwinner in the families, but uh, they could have other family members who are uncles to their children, and they, sh they should be coming to the party. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we, as a society, it needs to be a broader perspective change on what does it mean to be a man and what does it mean to be a woman? Are we going to strictly adhere to these traditional gender roles when they are actually nothing more than social constructs? You know, there are many men out there who are much better caregivers than perhaps women are. They are much neater. They take care of their spaces better. They're good at remembering to go to the store and buy the groceries. And at the same time, we've got some women who are better in their careers. They're more motivated. They're happy to work longer hours. So it's actually more that these are personality traits. These are not prescriptive gendered uh, experiences that are biological and innate within all of us. Um, everybody is unique. And I think that when we start to value these traditional female roles, the role of being a caregiver, taking care of others, taking care of the home, when we start to value these more, then I think it will be easier to encourage men and boys to want to be involved and take on these roles. But at the moment, these roles are so undervalued. They're undervalued in that they're a time tax on people. Um, you know, women's job choices are influenced by what work they can find versus how they can still take care of their family responsibilities. Um, they're often going to be in poorer paid jobs because they need that flexibility to be able to have the time to be at home. Um, it's, it's, it's a time tax in that it takes many hours to, you know, provide for your family's home in terms of whether it just be cleaning the home or providing food or getting water for the home. There's many, many challenges that these women face. Um, and I, I think the moment we start to value these and not just see them as 
free labor, I think then you're going to find more men and boys prepared to come to the party, to come to the table and to, to contribute. With, uh, you know, more uh, economic activity upon us, uh, Doc, and looking at uh, the statistics in terms of job losses, male versus female, more women lost their jobs in, you know, when uh, the pandemic hit us. Would you advocate for more women to get employment first ahead of men just to, to, to balance things out because obviously there's a lot of families who are reliant as you you know highlighted on the caregiving um, as, as a natural as mother and also as a financial supporter um, that's, a, that's quite a difficult question um, you know I don't I don't think women should be given jobs over men I don't think anyone should be given a job over another person but I think that the jobs that women do need to be valued more. Women are paid on average in South Africa 23% less for doing the same job as their male counterparts. So that, to me, needs to change. Women need to be paid the same for doing the same job. Then when you look at the kind of work women do, as I said, it's far more in the informal sector if you're looking at domestic labor. Uh, it's far more in the retail sectors. And these sectors are not valued very much and they're not paid very well to begin with. So I don't necessarily think it would be beneficial to give women more jobs. I think it's beneficial to value the jobs that women do more and to even just pay them the same as men are. I suppose uh, even allowances as well, increase the allowance because they work very Absolutely. hard. Absolutely. You know, you find that when women um, earn a wage or, or, or receive a, a, an income, income grant, they're far more likely to put it back into the economy through providing for their family and taking care of their family's needs. So that almost is almost an economic stimulus because that money is going back into the economy in terms of, you know, taking care of children, school fees, um, medical bills, things like that. So women are far more likely, when they are breadwinners, to put that money back into the economy in that way. The, the attitude of males in the professional space of women um, getting equal pay or taking leadership positions and com- and, 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 and be given the necessary um, respect and support, how is that, Doc? Um, I think that's still a challenge, and I think the reason that's still so much of a challenge is that I, most of managerial positions are still held um, by men. And I don't think they're necessarily prejudiced um, you know, overtly prejudiced against women, but I think once again I'm talking about these uh, innate beliefs, these beliefs of, of biological prescription to traditional gender roles. And so the idea that you, you pay a woman less uh, or you give her a job that's more flexible to take care of the child is based on this premise that the man is the breadwinner, so he'll be earning money. So if you dismiss a woman, for example, as you've seen, you know, 1.9 million women have lost their jobs during this lockdown versus a million ma- uh, men. I think it comes from the idea of, oh, well, you know, her husband will provide for her and her children. Um, so they'll still be okay. But as I said, we've got 43% uh, female-headed households in South Africa. So that isn't the reality. And I think uh, management and positions of power within in, in, in the employment sphere need to realize that a lot of women are the sole providers for their families.
It's 10 minutes to 5. Dr. Bianca Perry uh, talking to us about the role of women. And of course, uh, in some way, brothers, uh, this discussion actually is a call to action for you uh, to revisit, you know, the discussions around the table when you're having, uh, you know, any discussion for that matter. to see how far you, how well you are doing in this space, because uh, these are our flowers of the nations, as we say. They are power. We'll talk more in a moment. Uh, let me go to Mo Nanana in Sikukune. Good morning. I called 10 times, they didn't answer me. So I thank you that you answered me. <laughs> That's great, Ma. What's on your mind? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to S-A-F-M. That is the most amazing birthday song I have ever heard. You have literally made my whole morning. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. SAFM is turning 84 this year. Dr. Perry on the line, uh, talking to us uh, during uh, level three, in the last day of level three lockdown. Dr. Perry, how do we encourage men uh, to be supportive? Uh, Because uh, we we get the feeling we hear people say that, you know, men are not generally opposed to ladies being breadwinners, but the support is lacking. How do we get uh, men to improve on this one? Um, You know, I think it's, 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 a, it's a dual responsibility. So it's the responsibility of men to come to the table and to realize what the women in their lives have done for them, what their mothers, their sisters, their wives, um, their daughters even, um, have done for them with regards to taking care of them, taking care of the, the home, all that responsibility that comes with that, all the time and the effort um, that comes with that. Um, and it's also up to women to start to inculcate this idea within, especially within mothers with boys, that it's okay for men to help in the home. It's acceptable for men to join in with the cooking and the cleaning, with the doing of the homework. Um, Because if women are out there and women are earning um, money, it's no shame for a man to pick up a bit of the slack in the home um, and to be involved, parents and fathers, and and, and help out in, in in that sphere. And I think the more we start to make that not just acceptable, but something that really is to be appreciated, to appreciate all these things that women do that men can also do in the home. I think once we start to have those conversations with, with men and boys and once they start to value it and value what their, their, their female counterparts are doing, I think that will go a long way in creating um, support and creating networks where we share this, this burden, we share these challenges that we're all going through at the moment. Um, it doesn't really matter who you are. Right now, you're going to be facing extraordinarily, extraordinary challenges um, during this lockdown. How can we get hold of uh, the, the piece, Eating Burnt Toast, Doc? Just to engage with it and probably uh, facilitate, uh, facilitate dialogue among ourselves. Um, you can read the article on uh, the, the journal website, um, the International Journal of Women's Studies. Um, the International Journal of Women's Studies is uh, open source, 
academic journal. So anyone can go there and read it. You don't have to be a subscriber. You don't have to pay for it. So I encourage you to go there um, and, and to read the article and, and, you know, to see what this is all really about. Um, and, uh, yeah, as you say, in, in, insert it into your conversations um, and try, really try and engage with these concepts and, and, and understand them. You are on uh, social media, Doc? Um, I am on social media. You can find me on Facebook, um, just under Bianca Rochelle Perry. Um, also on ResearchGate, where you can find me as Dr. Bianca Rochelle Perry. Um, and anyone is free to reach out to me. Uh, my email address is eperryb at unisa.ac.za. Eperryb. Perry B, and that's with an A, not an E. Oh, I see. Yes, 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 Doc. Doc, um, th- th- this is, I-, I think, for many of us, for some of us, uh, off to a good start. Uh, some of us, it's affirming that uh, there is no need to worry. Just get on and do these things because uh, over time, time will dictate that uh, these things will just come naturally, I hope, uh, soonest. I hope so, too. I-, I really think that we've come a long way. Uh, we have a ways to go, but I think during difficult times like this, this is the time to get creative. This is the time to adapt and uh, see challenges in innovative ways. And I think through great strife, this is when great change comes. And I really hope that, that people uh, start to view uh, you know, g- gender roles differently and, and, and start to see how um, these are not prescriptive and these are flexible and socially creative. And, and, and you really can you know, adapt them to your life and, and nothing should be punitive and punished. Um, some people being a man or a woman. I should just check my score out of 10 and see how I do, Doc, and I'll let you know. And uh, <laughs> I think every brother should do that to see how we're doing out of 10 and uh, start making improvements. Absolutely. Doc, a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, greetings to uh, Professor Sahalo and the power to your hands. Keep on doing this work because uh, we need to talk a lot more and then follow that with actions. Thank you for joining us, Mama. Fabulous Monday to you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it and thanks for the opportunity. Much appreciated, Doc. A fabulous Monday.